it comes as no surprise that neuroplasticity has been linked to mental afflictions ranging from depression to obsessive compulsive disorder to tinnitus. The more a sufferer concentrates on his symptoms, the deeper those symptoms are etched into his neural circuits. In the worst case, the mind essentially trains itself to be sick. That's exactly what I did to myself. That is exactly what I think millions of people around the world are doing right now. Perhaps even you listening to this podcast. You start to feel something in your body. You start to feel a sensation and then you Google it. <laughs> and that's probably the worst thing to do. You Google it and it, you, you find out that you're getting early stage cancer. <laughs> like you, you Google your, your headache and you find out that you have, you know, a brain tumor. What's up and welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast with your host Arlen, that's me. And here it is my job to talk about the basic concept that when you take the time to design your mindset, your mindset designs your life in time. And today we have a very special episode because I really want to break down like what that means and why that's true and a little bit of the history behind that. And I'm going to be doing a little bit of a reading from this book called The Shallows. Uh, Actually, let me just grab you guys the author real quick because you might actually like to read this book yourself. It's really about how social media is changing our brains. And the title is What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains, The Shallows, New York Times bestseller by Nicholas Carr. That's C-A-R-R. My job today is to break down kind of the first couple chapters for you. I've screenshotted a lot of the, it's funny, I'm reading the book on my phone, which is, I guess, counterintuitive. I'm going to be breaking down the way the mind works and how it has been understood to work throughout history, which I think is going to be extremely helpful. And, you know, especially if this type of thinking of neuroplasticity is new to you, Um, that realm of science, this is just going to really solidify in your mind that change is not only possible, but it is, it is really like your duty from now on to understanding that change is possible, use it to your advantage. I learned this stuff actually about seven or eight years ago. And this is what got me out of a really dark place. I was really, I was struggling with anxiety Um, depressive, negative thoughts all the time. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I thought I was going to be like that forever until I discovered neuroplasticity, this whole realm of science that says that your brain is not only subject to change, it's always changing. And the inputs that you put in are going to change it. So let's uh, just kind of go right into it. I hope that this is going to really inspire you to take your mindset more seriously um, for my people who are in Maxi, this will clear up a lot of the unknowns for you, I think, about what's going on behind the scenes, like within your brain. And for those of you who aren't in Maxi, maybe this will even inspire you more to join a program that I have been really pretty much sculpting for seven, eight years to create massive shifts in your life and really get you on a life track that in a, in a very short period of time you experience fulfillment, happiness, and motivation like never before. So, you know, if you read the reviews on the site, if you watch some of the video testimonials, you'll see why Maxi's working so well. But I digress. I'm going to actually read now. Okay. I'm going to start off where the book starts discussing mental illness. The reason is because back in the day, and, and really still a lot of people today, think that mental illness 
if you're born with it, you have it forever. They think, you know, the brain is fixed. This was the old view, but again, it's still around today where people think that if you're born one way, if you think one day, one way, you're never going to be able to change your brain. As the old saying goes, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's just simply not true. And we'll get into why. But here's what the book says. Norman Doidge, a psychiatrist, explains, it left those with mental illness or brain injuries little hope for treatment, much less cure. As the idea spread through our culture, it ended up stunting our overall view of human nature. Since the brain could not change, human nature, which emerges from it, seemed necessarily fixed and unalterable as well. There was no regeneration. There was only decay. It's this whole idea of an unchangeable human brain. And it started out, you know, early on. This was just kind of the early understanding. And again, it's still around today where people think you can't change the brain. There were people early on who had, I think actually Freud might have been one of them, uh, but there were er people who were early on in kind of brain science and psychology who had this like, you know, this idea that actually it kind of seems like maybe the brain is changing. So right now, what's going on is this guy, this French scientist who's an early on um, proponent of the fact or the, well, yes, the fact now, but the idea back then that the brain could change. And he compared the brain to flowing water. Flowing water hollows out a channel for itself, which grows broader and deeper. And when it later flows again, it follows the path traced by itself before. Just so, the impressions of outer objects fashion for themselves more and more appropriate paths of the nervous system, and these vital paths recur under similar external stimulation, even if they have been interrupted for some time. Freud, too, ended up taking the contrarian position. The idea, just to break that down, is if you picture like, you know, a, a stream flowing, as the water is passing through that stream, erosion occurs, right? So the grooves in the earth actually get deeper, the, the stronger and the more that water flows. Scientists have found that it's, that it's the same way in the brain. What they've realized is that the nervous tissue that our brain is made up of is like malleable. It changes the more we think a certain thought. So if you wake up for a day, for example, and you think that, you know, today's a wonderful day. If that's the first thought you have every day, then that's going to carve a groove, a pathway in your brain, in the nervous tissue. If you think that thought every day for 30 days, then that thought is going to be almost like the percentage chance of you thinking that thought is going to be higher merely because the surface area of your brain is larger. Like the nervous tissue, and I'm not explaining this, you know, perfectly scientifically, guys, <laughs> but the more you think a thought, the more your brain adapts itself to think that thought more often. The scientist Young, who I mentioned uh, two quotes ago, was not the first to propose such an idea, the idea of neuroplasticity. 70 years earlier, the American psychologist William James had expressed a similar intuition about the brain's adaptability. The nervous tissue, he wrote in his landmark Principles of Psychology, seems endowed with a very extraordinarily degree of plasticity. As brain science continues to advance, the evidence for plasticity strengthens. Now using sensitive new brain scanning equipment as well as microelectrodes and other probes, neuroscientists conduct more experiments not only on lab animals but on people. All of them confirm the original discoveries. They also reveal something more. The brain's plasticity is not limited to the somatosensory cortex, the area that governs our sense of touch, 
It's literally universal. Virtually all of our neural circuits, whether they're involved in feeling, seeing, hearing, moving, thinking, learning, perceiving, or remembering, are subject to change. The received wisdom is cast aside. This is huge, guys. Understand what this means. <laughs> Every part of your brain is subject to change. So your sense of feeling, your sense of sight, like your sight can literally change if you think that you can see better. Your hearing can improve if you simply start thinking that you can improve your hearing. You know, your body can obviously movement, um, you, you can move better, you can get more flexible simply by telling your brain that you are becoming more flexible. Your ability to learn can get better. Your ability to remember things. If, you, if you're one of those people who says, oh, I have a terrible memory, then guess what? Your brain is going to carve that groove in your brain and you're going to have a terrible memory forever. You want to have an improved sense of memory. Just tell yourself that your memory is getting better and better every day. And that will carve the groove in your brain. You will think that thought more often. That will attract the circumstances and not only circumstances, but like, changes in your mind to allow that to happen. The adult brain, it turns out, is not just plastic, and plastic means changeable, basically. A professor of neuroscience, James Olds, who directs the Krasnow Institute for Advanced Study at George Mason University, puts it, the brain is very plastic, massively plastic. The plasticity diminishes as we get older. Brains do get stuck in their ways, but it never goes away. Our neurons are always breaking old connections and forming new ones and brand new cell nerve cells are always being created. The brain, observes Olds, has the ability to reprogram itself on the fly, altering the way it functions. Research has showed dramatically that synapses can undergo large and enduring changes in strength after only a relatively small amount of training. This is why Maxi produces such incredible results within a week of using it, even a few days. Because, and that's why I tell people, like, it's $12 to join. Just join because, you know, it's going to, it is going to work within a month. Like, it's not this type of thing where it's like, oh, you got to wait like 90 days. Like, sure, some of your larger goals are going to take longer to manifest. But if you're looking for a change in the way you feel, in the way that you feel motivation, the change is going to be nearly immediate. I got rid of my anxiety uh, when I was 18. And believe me, guys, I had it very, very bad. Every thought in my mind was negative and I was in a constant state of fear. As soon as I learned this stuff and started applying, you know, these types of principles of, of meditation, positive thinking, just and journaling, I've realized like, wow, you can change your brain in a matter of, I, I think I did it in two weeks. It was like Arlen went from panic attacks almost every day, the sense of like deep depersonalization, just like constant feeling of fear to totally that stuff just didn't happen anymore it's like wild how fast this kind of stuff happens if if you really understand that the brain can change and here's the here's the wild thing too and this is again more evidence and proof of why maxi works it's not just repeated physical actions that can rewire our brains purely mental activity can also alter our neural circuitry sometimes in far-reaching ways it's not just repeated physical actions, guys. Like you think if you want to create a new habit, like, oh, you got to wake up at the same time every day. You've got to, um, you know, go to the gym and at the same time, or you've got to lift weights a certain way. You know, that stuff is going to create changes in your brain, but you can just think and then your brain changes. You can just think differently and then your brain changes and then your reality changes. The way you think 
is the cause of your actions. So you might as well hit at the cause. And that's, again, I keep saying it over and over. Sorry if I'm sounding like a broken record, but like that's why I created Maxi. We go straight to the cause, your thoughts, and we change them. That's it. You guys know Descartes, maybe. I mean, I studied him in college. Like, he's the guy who said, I think, therefore I am. I think most people have, you know, heard that. Or his philosophy. Descartes may have been wrong about dualism. But he appears to have been correct in believing that our thoughts can exert a physical influence on, or at least cause a physical reaction in our brains. We become neurologically what we think. Yeah, so he said, I think, therefore I am. And that's true. So, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's true on that level. I think on a, a spiritual level, you know, I think therefore I am. You you don't have to think to be. You can just be. Okay, we we don't need we that can be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> on this level, yes. If you think something, you will become it. Now, I, I want you guys to be very clear on this and understand that yes, you can program your mind to be positive, you can program yourself to be more motivated. But understand that if you aren't doing this, like if you literally are not focusing on changing your brain, then your brain will just take on, it will change in a way that is not under your control. So you have two options, control your thoughts, control your brain, control your life, or just ignore this, like ignore this whole podcast and be like, oh no, I'm not going to like really think about that. <laughs> Guess what? It's still working. Like the, the law is still, your brain is still changing all the time. It's not like if you just ignore this, it's not going to, it's happening. And that being said, Bad habits can be ingrained in our neurons as easily as good ones. And it comes as no surprise that neuroplasticity has been linked to mental afflictions ranging from depression to obsessive compulsive disorder to tinnitus. The more a sufferer concentrates on his symptoms, the deeper those symptoms are etched into his neural circuits. In the worst cases, the mind essentially trains itself to be sick. I'm going to read that again. It comes as no surprise that neuroplasticity has been linked to mental afflictions ranging from depression to obsessive compulsive disorder to tinnitus. The more a sufferer concentrates on his symptoms, the deeper those symptoms are etched into his neural circuits. In the worst case, the mind essentially trains itself to be sick. That's exactly what I did to myself. That is exactly what I think millions of people around the world are doing right now. Perhaps even you listening to this podcast. You start to feel something in your body start to feel a sensation and then you google it <laughs> and that's probably the worst thing to do you google it and it, you, t you find out that you're getting early stage cancer <laughs> like you you google your your headache and you find out that you have you know a brain tumor you google your you know, your anxiety and it turns out oh you're getting depressed okay great you now have depression and now you have a fixed mindset and you need to go on medication for it and you're never going to get better now i'm not discrediting medication um, I think medication is actually very helpful and necessary for many people uh, because without it, they wouldn't have the energy within them to to motivate themselves enough. But, you know, understanding that there is a space in time where you can transcend out of the need for that. So that being said, um, like I said, I trained myself into anxiety. I fully trained myself into depressive negative thoughts, but I wasn't aware of it. And that's where it gets dangerous. Dangerous. If you're not aware that you're thinking negatively consistently, if you're going to bed every night, for example, watching the news, you are literally programming yourself to be in a mode of fear. If you, you know, watch the news unconsciously every day for like two hours, you're going to, you're, you're watching, what is it called? It's called your scheduled programming. 
right? Like that's what TV shows are. It's your pro, like I can't believe people haven't caught on to this. Oh, let's turn on the nightly news. Our scheduled programming returns. Yeah, so it's programming you. <laughs> like people, people don't see this yet. I think it's definitely coming more into light, especially with this pandemic thing going on where people are really questioning the media. Uh, and, and I think there's a great shift happening where people are starting to realize like, oh, wait, I can program myself, which again is the whole purpose of Maxi. So let's move on. This is another interesting thing. So if we stop exercising our mental skills, we do not just forget them. The brain map space for those skills is turned over to the skills we practice instead. So for example, if you stop using Maxi or if you stop you know, meditating, if you stop gratitude journaling or whatever, if you if you stop those good habits, then it's not like, you know, it's it's not like you just forget them. It's like you are going to be replacing those with whatever you're doing instead. So if you instead of doing maxi on a nightly basis and you follow, do TikTok before bed instead, <laughs> like you're you're just you're not like forgetting how to do maxi. You're just now programming yourself to be have the shortest attention span in the fucking sorry in the world, <laughs> and you know, what do you think that does to your brain? It's no good. And I'm going to uh, cap off this podcast by sharing a post from Virgil Abloh, who's a head men's designer at Louis Vuitton, creator of Off-White. And he's just a really interesting thinker. And he posted, he's posted this several times. I really like it. He said, it's a seven-step process. One, watch the news cycle. Two, understand the news cycle. Three, insert idea. Four, see what works. Five, edit that idea. Six, insert new idea. Seven, live in new world. So it's a feedback loop. You watch the news cycle. When you watch the news cycle, what you're seeing is programming. You are watching programming, okay? You see the the news cycle. You see how the world works, okay? So if you want to change the world, you have to insert new ideas. So, you know, start posting a lot of YouTube videos, Start sharing your own positive messages into the world. See what catches on. And as soon as you have, you know, maybe 30 pieces of content posted, use the 80-20 rule. Figure out which 20 pieces of content spread the message that you want it to spread in the right way across the right medium. And, you know, dial in on what 20% of content you're creating is leading to your best results. Then insert a new idea uh, or, or just, you know, re, you know, double down on the ideas that were working. And what happens is your, to- your whole world starts to change, not only for you, but for the people who consume your content. Our brains are being programmed all the time. You are being programmed. <laughs> I'm programming you. <laughs> like you're listening to this and you're now learning that you can change your brain. What are you going to do with that information? Now, for those of you already in Maxi, shoot me a personal message in Maxi DMs. Let me know if you enjoyed this podcast. If you are not in Maxi, um, shoot me a DM and just say first word podcast. My at is at Arlen Moore on Instagram. And then just give me your feedback. Um, I, because, again, this is still an early stage format for me, this podcasting thing. I really am enjoying doing it. The feedback has been awesome. But I want to know if this is something you want to hear more of. And uh, if I should continue doing them. So first word podcast and then feedback. And now I'd really like to invite you to join Maxi. 
because it's $12. And if you don't have $12 to change your entire life, um, not only if you are in, you know, a tough state, but um, which, which again, I advise therapy, I advise medication, I am totally for that. But if you're looking for, you know, a bright community of people, I think that it's really going to help uh, in the meantime. Aside from that, you know, it's not just for people who are, um, you know, struggling. I created Maxi for myself to simplify my life and to shoot me on the path that, uh, that I need to be on. And my personal experience in using the program that I created has been wild. I mean, I've, the past several days I've been in LA, I've hung out with the vlog squad. Like it's, it's just been, it's been really fun and a really cool experience. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we host live calls three times a week. So you can ask me personal questions. Um, we have the, the community chat where you can ask me personal questions, not like personal questions about me. I mean, how to make your life better. <laughs> That's what we're here for. So I hope you guys enjoyed. That's it. All right. Have a good rest of your day. More podcasts coming soon. Love you guys and peace. Peace.